Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fine edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. Ooh, kitties. Oh, anyway, uh, with me uh, all the way from East Bridgewater is the blonde bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. I can't Little kitties on my mouse pad. What's that come from? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> well, hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> you have little kitty at your house? Yeah. I'm sitting at Jan- St. Jan's desk, and she uh-huh. has a mouse pad that has four little kitties on it. I never noticed that before. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh. How, how could something be so cute, be so nasty? Like, they don't care about us. <laughs> oh, the cats. cats. Yeah. Some we're, cats are we're there for them. Yeah, I've you know, I've only had a cat once in my life mm-hmm. because my husband and my daughter are very highly allergic to cats. Oh, that's a shame. So um, I had a cat when we were first married before my husband realized that he was allergic to mm-hmm. cats. Sure, wasn't you? Uh, no, okay. I think he'd been around me a little bit longer than the cat. Mm. But uh, yeah, you know, not was not an affectionate cat. Just kind of lived to piss you off and must have been a female right <laughs> no it was male oh okay no I, I, i'd say that seriously because uh i've had cats all my life so i love cats actually and always had uh, male cats and they've always been so affectionate i mean my last one uh i had a, him for 18 years and he used to be following me around he'd wait for me when i came in and he'd wait for me when i took my shower and he always was affectionate and then i got this female's cat my son gave me and she's the uh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think gender has anything to do with I it i think it's got everything to do with it but i will tell you i had a male cat and he was not affectionate in any way shape or form so oh well, i can understand that i mean he got given away yeah he went to the farm yeah anyway. quote unquote the farm I actually, actually gave him to my mother-in-law, and she sent him to the farm. <laughs> I actually named my cat Macy. That's a good name for a cat. Macy. And and the reason why is because uh, it was a time I worked for Macy's, and uh, and people would say, well, why would you call your cat Macy? I says, because she's a pain in the ass like my job. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so anyway, so we have a good show tonight. We have an old friend on the show Um Although she hasn't been in the chat room lately, uh, she has been in the chat room for many years in the past, and uh, she's all the way up from the Great White North, which is, I don't know if it can't be white now, is it? I don't know. No, so anyways, no. Oh, she spoke. <laughs> Without further ado, let me inter- introduce to you Kat, Catherine Gomez, who's a, oh, wait a minute, anthropologist? No. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm He's never going to be on now. <laughs> yeah, but you went to college for something like. Yes, I did. Really um, cool. I did archaeology. Archaeology, that's yes. right, and that's one of the topics, topics I actually want to talk about tonight. So, oh, we'll I love archaeology. I love that. 
Do you really? You know what? It, it's, I, it I sounds do. way cooler than it actually is. <laughs> it sure does. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Just think about if it. You, if you have your PhD and you work in a museum and you have lots of funding and you can go to, you know, like uh, Greece or Italy and you can get into these little digs and take mm-hmm. your time with little brushes, it's great. <laughs> yeah. But if you actually want to make a little money... And I mean very little. <laughs> they um, they do rescue digs um, where there's any kind of construction. So they'll bring mm-hmm. you in and um, you've got a crew of maybe 10 people and they put you in an area they hope there is nothing. And you have to dig uh, 10, well, in Canada, it's one meter by one meter um, uh, holes. Hey. And um, I think that's probably like uh, two and a half feet. For sure. Three feet, I think, by three feet. Um, and you have to dig it down probably about a foot and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, the one dig I did was um, through where they were putting a highway. And it was July. And the, the clay was baked like solid concrete. Oh, my God. And we had to dig through this. And it was horrible for $8 an hour. <laughs> Absolutely ah! horrible. And we found nothing. Which was that Canadian? Wait a minute. Was that Canadian dollars? Or yeah, so dollars? that's like six bucks. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was really awful. But wait a minute. Think, think about it, though, Kat. I mean, when you were kids, you used to play in the sandbox, and and you dug up crap all the time. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. but now you're a grown up. You get actually paid to do it. So what's the problem? Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> it's one of those things that unless you um, you have your PhD, which I didn't go on and do, I ended up just doing my bachelor's. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you have the money and go and and uh, go to Egypt or Greece, you have to pay your own way in a of lot course. of cases. So oh, very yeah. rarely do you ever actually get paid for it unless mm-hmm. you're employed by a museum. Wow. So it's it's tough. It's tough out there. Uh, and I found it to be quite um, like an old boys club. And it's not the old boys that are giving you the problems. It's the mm-hmm. young boys. Oh, they bet. were the ones that were really, you know, they would really get after the girls and the team and, and um, you know, just do their best to try and make you cry. Nice. Oh, it was awful, really nice. awful. And it, and uh, I decided at that point, I hadn't even finished university at this point when I was doing this dig. I decided at that point that this was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Mm. It was mm-hmm. just, it was really heavy duty, labor intensive, and uh. not as much fun as mm. I'd hoped. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, well, not as glamorous as the movies, eh? Oh, never. Hey. It's never mm. Indiana Jones. So what we got to do is make it more fun and exciting. So the three of us will, if we ever get together, which we will, we have got together before. I hope uh, so. We should go on a paranormal archaeological dig. That would be cool. We'd have to find like an old haunted house and see if we could find the roots to the haunting. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be a haunted house. It could be haunted anything. I mean, we could find – I mean – I've done this in the past. I actually worked with Maureen a couple of times and uh, used her uh, to investigate places and that were, you know, not buildings, but places from the past. And, mm-hmm. you know, things like uh, the Westford Night, for instance, which is a rock, <laughs> but uh, and stuff like that. And it's kind of cool. It, you know, it, you can combine uh, psychometry with it and dowsing in, which of course you are adapt at, right? You know? Me? Yeah, me? Yeah. Sure. I'm not. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, just I, got, oh, I just got the most awesome new pendulum in um, Key Largo. It's awesome. 
Really? But any, was but there anyway, alcohol involved? There was no alcohol involved. No. <laughs> I met a really cool lady. Her name was Crystal. Um, and she sold you a crystal. <laughs> crystal showed me a crystal. You should have seen her shop. Oh, my God. It was so blinging. Everything sparkled. Like, you literally needed sunglasses. And... um I I picked up something and it was a, a it was actually a fan pull you know but it was all like ju- bejeweled you know and I'm like oh my god this would make an awesome pendulum and she's like I have pendulums so she took them out from under the counter oh you got to and see the good stuff I got to see the good stuff yeah wait a minute bejeweled is sold two thousand <laughs> oh okay bedazzled <laughs> blinging <laughs> blinging yeah, but uh, anyways so I gave her my card. And I told her all about yes. Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, whipped out my card and said, you should listen to us. So, hey, maybe she's listening tonight. So, really? hi, Crystal. Hi, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, it's a gorgeous pendulum. I can't wait to use it. No, oh, I can't anyway, see it. That sounds awesome. But, yeah, we could douse. We could uh, definitely uh, find something. Do you, right? know, you know they douse for graves, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. That would be yeah. cool. And that's that's right up your alley again, Anne. There you go. You well, I, I can guarantee you a place lady. where if we start digging, we'll find something. You know, <laughs> a few <sure>. places. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, how did you get involved in the, the paranormal? I mean, were, were you – Always believing in. I'm talking to Cat now, not you. <laughs> I uh, know. Well, it kind of it kind of grabbed me by the hand. Um, I was four years old uh, when I first remember having anything bizarro happen, and it used to be this um, this little old lady. She was no larger than I was at, at four. She would come out of my closet. Oh. And she would play with me. I was a very lonely little kid, oh. so she would she would play with me. And her name was Grandma Mockinshaw. And um, she was like a little apple lady, you know. She had really wrinkly little. Wait a minute! How did you get the name Grandma Mockingbird? She she told me her name. Oh. She wow. would talk to me. She would play with me, and um, I remember her like it was yesterday. Wow. And she she would come out of my closet, and I was never afraid of closets. I've some people have like intense fears of closets. Um, never. It was always like good things that came out, and she was so sweet and so nice. And she dressed very very old fashioned with a little kerchief around her head and everything. Oh and um, when I was eight years old, I got a doll that looked exactly like her. From um, my mom's sister, who, like, we all kind of think is a little nuts. Um, but, you know, um, and then Grandma Mockinshaw disappeared. So I guess it was one of those things where she was there for the time I needed her, and then she left. And my mom always figured it was an imaginary friend. And, mm-hmm. you know, years later, you think back and go, well, maybe it was an imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was about nine or ten, talking to uh, one of the girls that lived across the street. She was two years older than me. And I mentioned um, this little old lady. And she looked at me and she went, oh my gosh, you've seen Grandma Mockinshaw. And I was like, oh, gobsmacked. I'm like, okay, so it was real. Wow. Yeah, so she would visit anybody who was lonely, I guess, in the neighborhood. And uh, maybe, you know, around the world, there's... um, I ended up reading a book about fairies and elves, and um, one of uh, the characters that came out in this book was um, a uh, house elf, and she would come and she visited with lonely children. And it just sort of, I had a very normal childhood after that, and when I was a teenager, I ended up working at a historical site um, as a tour guide, 
And um, I was all, one of my duties was also to clean the house and make sure everything was ready for when everybody came. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was only one. Everything was very, you know, it had been reverted back to um, the 1900s. And so there was only one plug in the entire house. So <laughs> I had to, um, to vacuum. I had to plug the, ha- the vacuum into this, this closet and sling it over the banister to vacuum upstairs. And um, it was really bizarre. One morning I, I walk in and I do all my duties and I'm vacuuming upstairs and I'm trying to get some slack from the, um, the, the cord and it's catching on something. Well, there was this little um, like shelf uh, next to the staircase that I figured it was caught on. So I peeked over to see uh, if it was caught down on there. And as I looked over the edge, this floating, rotting head with a pig snout was staring, ah! staring at me. And of course, uh, right after that, I screamed. <laughs> there was oh nobody else God. in the house with me. I screamed and all the radiators went, wow. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's enough for me. There were two <laughs> sets of staircases. So I took the one he wasn't floating in. And I was outside waiting for people by the time uh, anybody rolled in an hour later. And they're like, oh, oh what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. Oh. And <laughs> It, it was. It took me a little bit to go back, and I, it didn't get vacuumed for about a week after that. <laughs> and I finally, you know, grew a, a pair and um, and got back in there. And I sort of looked around. It never happened again. But um, I would be sitting down in the kitchen area, and I spun wool as part of my duties. And uh, the oh, chairs would pull fun. out. It would pull out, and this. I guess it, I'm figuring it was a little boy who was just messing with me, trying to, you know, really scare the hell out of me. And he succeeded. Yeah. And so he would sit down. And so I started talking. Whenever the chair pulled out, I would just start talking. Mm. And I spent a lot of time in the place by myself because it was throughout the summer. You know, we didn't get a lot of visitors during the week. Weekends were really, really heavy. But during the week, you know, I got a lot of my, like, baking done that would be put out during the the um, the weekend. And I would do a lot of spinning and um, stitching of of um, quilts and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. I actually really loved this job. That was a great time. Nice. And at 17, you know, this is the life. You're not having right. to flip burgers, you know. <laughs> so uh, so he would, uh, he would sit down with me. Well, one day my boss was giving me a real hard time. She was, I don't know, she was yelling at me about something. And as she walked away, the chair moved and tripped her. <clears throat> and I'm like, thank you. You must <laughs> like me. <laughs> So, but that was sort of when, when things really started, you know, to, to roll. And I found after that, I started having a lot more like prophetic dreams where I dream something and the next day it would happen. And, uh, yeah. And then when I was, um, was in high school, I had this one boyfriend who was not so great and, uh, he was a little bit older and he said to me, Oh, do you want to ride? And all of a sudden I got this flash, like visual flash of a car accident and whoever was sitting in the passenger seat was going to be dreadfully hurt. Mm. And I looked at him and I said, no. And come on, like when you're in high school, you take every car ride you can get so you don't have to walk anywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. or take Mm -hmm. the bus. And, uh, and I said, no. And he asked my friend and I looked at her and I said, you are not getting in that car. Oh my God. And he called me that evening and he'd had a car accident and the guy who was sitting in the passenger seat was in the hospital. Oh, no. And I wow. was like, okay, got to trust my gut after this. Yeah. You know, it was, um, and, and that's happened a few times where it's like, no, I'm not turning down here. And so um, I'll take a different pathway. And maybe it takes me a little bit longer, but I avoid car accidents. And, you know, you just sort of, you go with your gut. 
And wow. um, yeah, it's it's been like that um, since I was uh, younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we really found that a lot more happened once um, once I went to university. Uh, I went to uh, a university called McMaster. It's up here in Hamilton, Ontario. And uh, it's an older town, and it's had a lot of, like, history of, of uh, violence and uh, train wrecks. And so there's been a lot of death in the town. Mm-hmm. And um, the, uh, the university is fairly old, so it had um, quite a lot of activity in the university as well. So um, we noticed a lot going on in the libraries, and we'd have, um, you know, weird things follow us. And, and, and not even people, like weird entities mm. following us, where you'd get flashes of, of like what I can only call like a static monster. So it looks like the static from like when the TV channel goes off. Oh, but really? It's, it's actually like the size of the, the room. So you're, you're looking at the height of the room, um, like an eight, nine foot tall being. And um, this one thing, it, it had these, um, it was all static, but you could see these bright silver fangs and it followed this railroad track. So it would just go up and down the railroad track. It wouldn't be bothered with anyone, but mm-hmm. you, would, uh, you would catch glimpses of this thing. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And it mm-hmm. really started to get out of hand when they opened up this giant pit. And I don't even remember what they built in there, but they, it was right next to this huge um, Catholic uh, cathedral beautiful uh-huh. cathedral that I'd been seeing since I was little, little girl. We'd drive past it. Mm-hmm. And um, it always had this bizarre shadow on one of its towers. So it looked like it was only ever held up by one corner. <laughs> and uh, it, it just always intrigued me. I've never been inside, but it was um, strange that they opened this pit right outside the church and all hell broke loose after that. Wow. It was kind of calm before, and then after they opened this pit, we had all these weird things. We saw this one, and it wasn't just myself. It was a few of my friends. We saw this gargoyle, <laughs> for lack of a better term. And uh-huh. it was uh, we were in, like, a coffee house after class, and um, we were just, you know, having, like, our lattes. And, um, and all of us uh, had to, you know, make our trips to the washroom, and there was one washroom stall that had been completely clogged. And uh-huh. then the other one, the light over top of it was out, but it wasn't clogged. So you're going to use the one that at least the light <laughs> is, you know, it's not clogged. So you use that, but you felt like you were being watched the entire Owning time. Myrtle. <laughs> and when we left the coffee house, um, every single one of us looked up and saw this thing perched. It, it kind of reminded me of the, um, uh, the, the gargoyle things from Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah and we saw this thing perched up there and it leaped, it leaped at us and um and I was like what the hell and all of a sudden I felt like I was shaking and my girlfriend she said Kat there's something wrong she grabbed my hands and she's a small person too um hi Kelly <laughs> she's a small like small hands and she uh, she said uh, grandpa help me her grandfather had passed away before that all of a sudden her hands just grew to these like humongous mitts and <laughs> i i just felt so much better like she drove it out so whatever wow. it was, I don't, I don't know. It was very weird. It was the, like one of the weirdest nights I think we'd ever had. And um, we never had anything else bizarre like that happen after that. It was sort of like we were being watched and protected by her granddad. But um, that was very weird. I've never had anything happen before or since, thank God. But, 
Um, but it was, uh, yeah, that was, that was really strange. It totally Um, sounds, you know, it it just sounds like it's something out of Ghostbusters, right? It sounds like something out of a friggin' movie, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's very weird. We've had a lot of strange things happen over the years and it's very funny. Um, Raph has seen and heard and experienced lots, yet he stays extremely skeptical. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I try to as well. You've got to look at it from a scientific perspective first. Mm, You can't automatically go, oh! look, there's a creek, must be a ghost, you know. Um, well, we yeah. have lots of creeks that go on from, like, our bathroom. And we often joke that it's the bathroom ghost, but mm-hmm. it's just the house settling, you know. <laughs> we know that. Or the turtle, you know, moving or something like that. But, um, but we've also had lots of weird things, you know. And um, after we got married, our first house, uh, we lived in a semi-detached, and it was um, – we were attached, unfortunately, to a family where I'm not sure who was the abuser, whether it was the husband or the wife, but oh. somebody was being abused. And you would hear it through the walls. Oh. But it was, you know, we were so uncertain as to who was really the perpetrator. We didn't mm-hmm. want to get involved, you know. Right. And they had uh, they had two children as well, and they weren't hurting the children. They were just hurting each other. And we'd hear, oh. the, we'd hear all sorts of smacks and stuff. So we had ah. a lot of, like, weird creepy stuff coming through the walls and um, could have been 50 shades of gray <laughs> could have been you never know uh, but um, one of my favorites and i say it favorites because it didn't scare me at all um i was home alone raf was working late that night and um i was uh, on my computer and we had a we had a four bedroom upstairs and it was long and narrow so we had um raf's office at the front mine was right next to it another spare room we didn't use and our bedroom was at the back and a long hallway with the stairs next to it just so you get a visual of, of what um the upstairs was like across from my doorway was our linen closet so um i was on my computer and i'd been in the room so long that i had no other lights on in the house and um, I look at the time and I'm like, oh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is going to be on. I'm going down to watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I turn my light off and I bop out of the room and I slam squarely into the chest of a six foot eight tall man. Holy crap. Completely what? black. I couldn't see anything. But, you know, like you're in the dark, but something's blacker than black. Uh-huh. That was what this was like. But he was solid. And um, you get that feeling of, okay, this was, this feels native. Like it just was very, very um, Uh solid. And I bounced back into the room and then Uh I walked out and I went, oh, so sorry, pardon me. Uh And I I kind of squeezed down the hallway and went down the stairs and I just Uh forgot all about it. It didn't even phase me. And um, Raph comes home and I'm like, oh, by the way, I bumped into some dude upstairs. And he's like, what? Uh I'm like, yeah, it was just really, it didn't scare me. And he's like, okay. Wow. One of the ones I never, ever saw, but um, he told me about, um, Mm -hmm. which if I'd seen it, I think I would have screamed bloody murder. Um, I was pregnant with Lily at the time. And um, he said that he saw this this black creature crawl across our ceiling and up, up into the attic. Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why are you telling me this? Oh, God. You know what? You just need to follow me around. I'm like a weird thing. <laughs> ad- a magnet, you know. Just, so. If it's bizarre, it's generally going to find me. Wow. You know, and we've uh, we've managed to keep um, this house fairly good. Um, but um, one of the, the scariest things that I ever had happened was I was, um, I think I was eight months pregnant with Lily. 
and we were trying to sell our house. So we'd rearranged things. I have this um, like Tibetan prayer bell that I keep in the room. Now mm-hmm. it's in um, it's in the baby's room, but we we had it in the bedroom because it was there was just something about it. Raf really liked it. He would use it as a singing bowl instead of a bell. We took mm-hmm. the clapper out and yeah. um, and we would we stuck it on the dresser, and it just it made everything feel safe. You know, and uh, we'd moved it into another room just so it wasn't so cluttery in the in the bedroom. And um, I'm I'm sleeping away, and I um, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, freezing. So that's night one. Night two, same thing. Three o'clock in the morning, it's freezing, freezing cold in the house, and um, I'm just like, oh, it's so cold that even the dog is crawling under the blankets. <laughs> So the third night, I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning again, but instead of it being, well, freezing cold only, the bed starts to shake like hell. <gasps> and I'm, I'm wide awake at this point. Raph was uh, working nights, so I'm uh, all by myself. I'm freaking night months pregnant with a little dog. Oh and the no. dog's looking at me like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and it, it was after it stopped shaking, I looked at him and I said, oh, my God, we have to get out of here. I went into um, my my computer and I I um, IM'd Raf and said, "Okay, you've uh, you've got to come home." And he and I told him what happened and he's like, "Go outside, wait for me on the porch." <laughs> and we just oh, it was so creepy. We moved the bell back into the room and uh, all the bad stuff stopped. Really? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Um, that's amazing. And I that's, think, your, that's your little safety blanket thing. Oh, let me tell you, whenever wow. something gets creepy, we bring out the bell. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I bring out the bell because it just makes a big, big difference. Uh-huh. Uh, we've had uh, a few creepy, scary incidences here as well. Um, uh, it started one of them. I'll, I'll yeah, stick we'll, with we'll the talk creepy to that for you. About that after the, we'll talk no about problem. that after the, after the break because we have to take a break right now. No problem. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, I think I want to move to Canada. That's pretty exciting <laughs> stuff. You know, I mean, people go all over and spend hours looking for stuff, and you've got all this cool stuff happening every two seconds oh i know right so anyway but uh we'll be right back we have to take a break right now you're listening to ghost chronicles next generation right here on pararex uh tojinet uh wherever else we are the ghost box who knows i am ron (laughs) kolich she is ian kerrigan and we are speaking with Catherine gomez and we'll be right back after the following messages I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. 
But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Next Generation with Ron and Ann and tonight's special guest, Kat Gomez from Canada. Hey. We're back. Yeah, we are. I bet you you're thinking, wow, she can really talk. <laughs> no, I, I, never, I, I never get that, eh? I never, uh, never was able to get a word in to say that. I mean, but... Uh, <laughs> no way. We've had words on occasion. Yes, we, we have. have. Oh, yeah, we have. I don't right. think so. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, we have. No, no, yep. you're, you're funny. Who was the lady we, we had who was... I have a question in the chat room for you there. Sure, we, we do. Oh. Uh, John would like to know, um, Kat, do you encounter any mean spirits like the movie Insidious? Mm. Oh, let me get to the next story. Oh, God. Because this one probably is a little bit closer. Yeah. Uh. Um, we, uh, we've had all sorts of bizarre things happen. And we've lived in three different houses. And I try and buy new because I really didn't want to have to deal with this crap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, you know, once, once you start becoming like a ghost magnet or a weirdness magnet, you want to try and, and avoid it as much as possible. So we tried to, to, um, to buy new homes whenever we could so that we didn't have any, you know, people dying in your house and that kind of thing. Well, it has made no difference, no difference whatsoever. Um, in, uh, our current house, we're in a fully detached now. And yet these make differences for us because we end up having other people's crap leach through our walls when we live in, like we lived in a townhouse, um, before this and a semi-detached before that. And, uh, you end up getting other people's, um, baggage. And I just, mm -hmm. we said, forget it. We wanted a fully detached and away from other people's baggage. Well, you get it other ways too. You know, we've, um, we've had haunted items given to us, which I've told you about, Ron, before. But, um, but uh, this one has nothing to do with a haunting, haunted item. Uh, it, we don't even know how the hell it came. But uh, one day, uh, Lily woke up and she told me that there was a woman in her room. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, I asked her to describe this woman to me. And she, um, she described her as her skin and face is completely black. You can't see any features at all. So you can't see any eyes. You can't see a mouth. You can't see a nose, nothing. But her hair is like a, a dark brown, not as dark as her, her face and her hands. She wears like an old-fashioned white nightgown. And she stands there and stares at her. Mm -hmm. And one time she turned around and her head turned 
360 right around in her body. And I said, how did you know that when you can't see the features on the face? And she goes, mom, the hair moved over her front because she had long, long hair. And I was like, okay, did you tell her to leave? Because we go through a lot of this, you know, she's, uh, she's had a lot of these same problems that I had growing mm-hmm. up, you know, being able to see stuff or experience stuff and having stuff come to her. Mm-hmm. So we've gone through a lot of, you know, how can you protect yourself psychically? And um, I've said to her, you know, you can put up the eggshell with a mirror on the outside so all they see is themselves. If you really want to, you can put as much as you want into it or as little as you want into it. And I said to her also, there's the the psychic nuke where you basically do like a big energy burst and Mm -hmm. drive whatever out of the house. Um, And um, that works quite well. And I said to her, and then there's just the plain and simple, if it's really freaking you out, tell it to get lost Mm -hmm. in no uncertain terms. Mm -hmm. And, um, she said, well, I, I, I did that, but she won't leave me alone. So, um, so I, uh, I basically, um, put like a, a circle around her room to try and push everything out. So we pushed mm-hmm. it out and, um, uh, she, uh, she slept fine. But then I noticed that my son's room started to get way darker than it normally was. And we noticed this, well, I, my daughter noticed it too. Raph, of course, was like, you guys are nuts. <laughs> um, I noticed uh, this dark space right behind. I have like a, a rocking chair in the room so I can cradle him and rock him. Uh, and uh, I noticed this really darkness behind the chair. So I kept telling it to get lost. He would wake up in the middle of the night screaming. And when oh, I broke him, no, no, this is a baby, Connor. Oh. He would wake up screaming. No, <laughs> Ralph's dad does that. <laughs> he gets those night terrors. Can't wait for him to move in. That'll be awesome. Oh. Um, so, uh, but Connor woke up screaming. And when I walked in his room, there's like, I have a nightlight on in there so I could see. Mm-hmm. And I could not see the baby at all. The, the um, crib area was pitch black. Oh, my God. So, of course, I scooped him up, you know, the protective mama bear comes out. And um, the next day we did like a huge full cleanse of the place, pushed everything out and like cast like a big circle around the entire house. Um, We um, I'm a big believer in uh, throw hematite everywhere. And mm-hmm. salt. Because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, hematite will absorb all the negative energy and the salt will kind of keep everything out. Um, and we haven't had a problem since. Mm. So um, oh. I'm hoping that that holds. We still aren't sure what the heck it was. Uh, wow. The fact that it, it showed itself as um, a female to my daughter, but then as just a big black cloud mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. son's room. I still don't know what the heck it was. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember doing an investigation uh, at the uh, was place in Methuen. It was the 1859 house. Mm-hmm. And we were way down in the, the bowels of the building where there used to be a bowling alley because it was a men's club at one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, people, I had a camera and people could see me at the base camp and they said, we see something there, you know. And we'd say, well, I can't see it. And they said, well, you know, Look to the left. Look to the left, and eventually we we uh, saw what looked like it was a man standing there, and everybody uh, took pictures. And what we saw was like a, a dark shadow of like a man with his hands on his hips and a and a farmer's hat on. But mm-hmm. what came on on the pictures uh, was this black uh, uh, shadow, not shadow, but black uh, like mist. a mist. Yeah, like yeah, a it, it actually moved. Yeah. You could see it moving from frame to frame, and, and 
in each of the pictures. It was it was mm. pretty interesting. That's awesome. But, wow. but the camera did not see the same thing we did, which is mm. interesting. Well, I, I suppose, you know, it depends on how solid, I guess, it comes out. Well, the, the problem know. is is our minds are, are really uh, – they – they like to make things up on us. <laughs> yes. We, well, I mean, you'll see a pattern where there isn't one and you end up like, right. especially in pixelations, right? A lot right. of people will see things where there's nothing. Well, mm-hmm. do you Parado- remember, Pareidolia, isn't that what it is? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, yeah. Do you remember um, uh, the canals of Mars? Yes. Well, no. there was a, a famous uh, astro- astrologer, uh, uh, Lowell. Uh, he built the uh, obs- obs- observatory, and mm-hmm. he was the one that did a lot of this mapping of, of Mars and put all these canals in and the oasis and all this stuff. And, uh, of course, we've been there, and we can't see him and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. So I was watching this Arthur C. Clarke thing, and what, what he did, and I guess this experiment was done in, in the U.K., as well, is they put Mars, it's a scene like in a normal, as we would see it today with no canals or everything, and they put it at, at a distance, and they had all these children who knew nothing about it, and they were asked to copy that photo, that photograph, uh, draw it, in other words. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they collected all the drawings, and sure enough, uh, when they collected the drawings, there were canals on a lot of them that wow. they had actually connected. So our mind wanted to put those lines in there for some mm-hmm. particular reason. Well, plus if you're dealing with children too, I mean, sometimes they have a little more insight. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. found that with, um, with Lily, she, um, when she was, Oh, just barely able to talk uh, around two years old, she was telling me that her and I have always been together forever. Oh, she was she was the mummy the last time, and I was the the baby, Aww. and that we've done that for years and years and years back and forth, but we're always together, Aww. always her and I. And um, cool. when I was pregnant with Connor, um, I had this bizarre situation happen where I heard this voice um, come to me, and it it said, uh, "The twins shall be reunited." And, oh. um, I've, I've had two losses, uh, before, uh, I had one before I had Lily and, mm-hmm. um, uh, that was twins. And then I had Lily and then I had a loss and then I had Connor mm-hmm. and, um, like they, it actually even told me what their names were before when they really? were together. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, oh my God, that's so weird. And yeah. she's just so, she's so attached to this little boy mm-hmm. and he is so like absolutely in love with her. It's like they've always been together. You know, she's always asked for a sibling. A lot of um, only children don't do that. You know, they get used to it. And it was eight years between the two of them. So, right. you know, we'd been trying for four. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, you wow. know, at eight years between the two. And I think it was just one of those things where it was just they, they're meant to be together. And, um, and it, at some point, you know, we're all going to go through and, and uh, find each other again in the next life. And wow. I said to her, well, who's going to be the mummy the next time? Because she wants to come back as twins with me. <laughs> and I said, who's going to be the mummy? And she said, mm, Grandma. <laughs> but, but Raph's mother. Mm-hmm. So she That's wants sweet. Raph's mom, who's passed on. She's, uh, she's uh, on the next plane. But, um, you know, we've so, had... Uh, it's so funny you mention that because I was just watching with St. Jan last night was X-Files. And there was one on there where uh, there was a cult... Uh, like, you know, uh, Waco and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. 
and uh, they raided the compound and everything else. They couldn't find the guy, but Mulder was there, and he went out. And he looked through the door and out in the field, and he just walked out, even though the raid was going on there. And, and he went, and they found them in a bunker, an old Civil War bunker. Yeah. But he knew that, and, and as the, the movie went on, of course, this is just a story, is that uh, one of the wives of the, the cultists and, and uh, Mulder and Scully they all had past lives together, and they just kept, they say the souls stay together. And they yeah. just kept coming. Last time it was in Poland, before that was during the Civil War. So it's so funny that you mentioned that, and, and that, that I watched it. It's, it's weird. It's, it's, there's a thing called now, we, in fact, we talked about it on the last show, didn't we, Ian, about the six uh, degrees of Kevin Bacon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Six, de- six degrees of separation. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about that with Derek Gunn and how everybody, it, it it always seems to work out that wherever you are, somehow you're connected mm-hmm. to those people. And like he, he worked out, he said, I was three degrees of separation from the Pope uh, mm-hmm. because he was. I forget what the story was. He was uh, he had a friend, or he was in the friend's house. Um, and there was a picture of the Pope, and it turned out to be um, a friend of the friend. So it was like you know, just three steps away. It, yeah, it's crazy, and it yeah, happens it's all funny the time. How that happens. It happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, you know, I mean, you were pretty um, open growing up, and and you have a family now, and you seem very open with your children, which is interesting oh, yeah. because. That's, I mean, Ian, was it, you, I mean, how did you, would you treat it the same way? I think that, I mean, it had, it had those things happen to me. I don't know when my kids were little mm-hmm. if I would have because I didn't, I don't know, I, I was not, you know, really into the paranormal back then. I mean, I always mm-hmm. had an interest in it, but I've never had anything uh, like that happen, um, I probably would have just been more afraid of it at that time. Um, if it was something that was happening now, would I be more open to it? Absolutely. And my daughter and I talk a lot about that, about she kind of has a little sixth sense going on, and she always goes with her feelings. Good. Um, That's a great thing to do. Like well, you that's said, what Kat. I've been trying to tell my kids to do too. Well, Connor's too little at this point, so we just yeah. basically, you know, he he talks to something in the corner of his room all the time, calls it Doug, <laughs> Doug, Doug, and um, you know, we don't know McKenzie. what it is, but he's quite happy with it. He's not afraid of it, and uh, we figure it's some like I don't know, dragon or something, because <laughs> he keeps he keeps referring to it like almost like a dog. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like his buddy, and he um, when he gets in the car, he's always waving to somebody out the back of the window, and <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe it's grandma come to visit, you know, because she never got to meet him, and like it's um, weird things that we notice, and you know, he comes up with weird names and weird um, weird stuff every once in a while, and we're just like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, well. You know what? That's fine. Lil Lil did the same kind of thing. You know, she would she would come up with strange words that were beyond her age. 
Mm. And things that she'd never heard of. Um, when This was when she was first talking. She had a stuffed animal. It was a unicorn. It was all sort of dapple colored. And um, she called it Pinto, which, mm-hmm. you know, the horses, they're dappled. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, um, all right. <laughs> I've never shown you a picture of a Pinto, but uh, okay. Right. I'll take it. You know? <laughs> we saw that a lot with her. And um, Connor's coming out with some of that. Not quite as strongly as hers was. But his um, his verbal skills aren't as good as hers mm-hmm. were at this age. You know, he's uh, almost two. And his his talking is starting to come along. But it, he's not nearly as clear. By two, Lil was extremely clear. And she would tell me about dreams she had. Um, and she uh, told me at one point, she got very upset um, about the little girl that lived down the street from my mom and told mm. me that, that Lola had fallen down and hurt her head and I needed to call grandma now and tell grandma that she needed to go see Lola the next day. And mm. sure enough, at the time that Lil was freaking out about this, sure enough, that little girl had fallen down and hurt her head oh, and wow. had a Band-Aid on her head. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not surprised. Like yeah. it's one of those things where you just you stop being surprised. Okay, I just have a lot a lot of pity for Ralph in this family. This long, so. <laughs> he just shakes his head and says, "Okay, whatever." You <laughs> must be used to it by now. We don't bother him with it, you know. <laughs> if, if it's gonna if it bugs him, we won't bug him, you know, about it. But okay. um, I know Lil really wants to come to Spirit Quest at one point, but she's still oh. she's only nine at this yeah. point. So I figure she's too little. Once she's a little older, the two of us will come and and. Oh, well, we, actually, we actually <laughs> got together at the Collinwood and yourself and mm-hmm. Ralph and myself. And um, so that was kind of neat. I mean, we got that picture in the basement. And yeah. what did Ralph think of that? Well, you know, it, I think there's the, always that part of him that believes. But there's the, the cynical, rational mind that tries to explain everything away. So, um, you know, even though he's, he's seen, heard, and, and experienced many weird things that we just can't explain, mm-hmm. um, he still wants to try and figure out a way to explain it. So like it just, at, yeah. Yeah. At one point we had um, uh, this weird stuff happening in the house. It was when we first moved in. Um, my grandfather had passed away and um, he was a mason. And his wife, instead of burying him with his Masonic apron, she buried him with his ring instead and sent me the apron. Oh, that's nice. So, well, yeah, great. But it had mm-hmm. something friggin' attached to it. Oh. So it, um, it started or spaghetti going, sauce? Or? Well, you know what? I wish it was. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that um, the Masons will never, ever admit to it, of course. But I'm pretty sure that whenever whatever my grandfather was doing with the Masons, there was some kind of um, high magic involved. Mm. Um, and he had tied something, some kind of entity to this apron. Mm. So we started having bizarre things happening. And it, of course, you know, like I just took the apron and I threw it in. We had an extra spare closet in our spare room. Um, and, uh, that was Lily's playroom. So she had all her toys in there and I'd just taken the apron and put it up into the, um, uh, storage area in the top of the closet. And, um, she started, uh, spending extreme amounts of time in this room and we had a little tv in there and she would sit in this chair and she would just stare at the tv without it even on that's like super creepy yeah 
It was really weird. Yeah. And um, she would just sit in there for right. hours and hours. And finally, uh, we, we were like, okay, what's going on here? Ralph mm-hmm. came up. Um, I go to bed much earlier than he does. He tends to be quite the night owl. So he was up till um, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning one night. And he was coming up the stairs and he heard a woman um, calling for Lily. Lily, uh. Lily. And he comes in, he wakes me up, and he's like, were you just yelling for Lily? And I'm like, no, I've been asleep. I'm in here. Asleep. And he goes, that's weird. I uh. just heard somebody from the spare room calling for Lily. Oh, wow. And the uh. next day, um, as I was going past the room, I swear I saw someone crouched in a corner. And they were um, they were covered in um, like what looked like a navy blue uh, burqa. Really? And and I was like, okay, that's really weird. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I just forgot all about it. It was what it was like. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched South Park, but they have um, they they have a character in there that's um, Saddam Hussein, and he's always doing something bad. But then he looks, he's like, "Hey, guy, look over there," to distract them. And that was kind of like what was going on. And that ended up happening for three years we we had this stuff and we would ban her from going into that room because we didn't want her to um you know i don't know what was going on but we just didn't want anything involving her to happen Mm -hmm. with that room so we just kept her out of there and every time i tried to think about what was going on or look into it all of a sudden something would distract me and move me Mm -hmm. off of of the course and i kept coming back to Uh, Middle Eastern mythology. And I kept looking into it and I had some uh, Muslim friends too that I would ask questions about and they're like, oh, the jinn, the jinn. Oh, God. You you had Rosemary Ellen Guiley on. Yep. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about the jinn. And Mm -hmm. um, I got in touch with her after that and we we started uh, exchanging emails about this this, uh, Masonic apron and um, what to do about it. And Mm -hmm. uh, when I went looking for the apron in the closet, it was gone. I couldn't oh, find really? it. I searched. Every, I tore everything apart in there. Uh-huh. And um, it was one year to the day after Danny passed away, my dog. Uh-huh. Um, we had this little white fuzzy moth appear at the front door. And he was a little white fuzzy dog. Uh-huh. And um, I, that day I was like, I've had enough. You're going to uh-huh. return this freaking apron and uh-huh. that's final. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, you yell this out in the middle of the house and hope nobody outside hears you thinks you're nuts. <laughs> so um, I go up to my closet and it falls out of um, my closet. It mm-hmm. falls into my hands. Oh my I didn't God. touch anything. It just fell. Mm-hmm. Like it fell from the ceiling. And I'm like, oh, so I guess you're going to cooperate now. You know, leave my kid alone. Like she'd had some weird dreams. She even called to me and um, in the dreams and in the dream I came to her and um, saved her from like this woman. Mm-hmm. And she had like a, a servant man that would come. And if you if you slept in Lily's room, you would hear whispering through her closet, which backed onto the room. Oh, nice. This thing was. And um, so every night I would put up a protective barrier for her so she wasn't scared anymore. And um and they would, uh, you would hear this whispering. And one night she came to our room because she was scared. And uh, Raph and her are complete bed hogs. So I ended up leaving to go sleep in her room. And I hear the whispering from the closet. And then I go, they go, oh, it's Catherine. And I'm like, damn right, get lost. <laughs> it was just, you know, it was really, um, really funny. 
Yeah. So after I got the apron back, uh, I'm like, okay, you're going to stay in this damn apron. And uh-huh. we, uh, we ended up uh, covering it with salt and binding it into um, the apron. We put it into um, an iron box. It's now um, in like a storage unit. <laughs> okay. I still haven't decided what the hell we're going to we do. Actually, we actually have uh, – John wants to say hello to you. So uh, we have him. Uh, John, you there? Yeah, John? I'm here. Hey, John. How's it hey, going? Hi. Good. Hi. Uh, what, can we, what can we do for you? I'm just trying to say hi to Kat. Okay. Hi. <laughs> hi. Anything else, John? That's it. Okay. That you know, one day, John, we'll meet. Don't worry. <laughs> I know. Okay, John, you have a good day then. You too. Hey, yeah, okay, John. Okay. That's funny. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's been in... Uh, He's he's our most avid listener. Absolutely. John's our number one fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. We should have a t shirt made up for that. Into the, uh, the chat room, John is definitely going to be there. We should yeah. uh, get a t shirt made up. <laughs> <laughs> number one fan. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, uh, when, you, when you saw that photograph from the Collinwood, uh, what was your thoughts on it, Cat? Uh, they have so much weird stuff in that house. It's hard to say. You know, it it could have been it could have been the doctor. It could mm. have been um, any number of patients that he had in the house too. There, you never know who's trapped in the place. Mm-hmm. But right. um, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, they also. I mean, from um, from what was going on when we did the séance, I mean, they had transient spirits going through too. So mm-hmm. you know, all yeah. these all the street people <laughs> coming through. Yeah, yeah. street it people. Could been, it could have been anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely anything going through there. And I mean, uh-huh. like, considering how many weird things I've encountered in, in my lifetime, I mean, who knows? So, I mean, you've you, been human, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's Uh-oh, the doorbell. Pizza. Yeah, pizza, pizza from the dead pizza is here. So, anyways, uh, a quick question for you. So, you sense things and everything, but uh, have you ever tried psychometry and, and have you had much luck with it? No. Um, I, it's not one of those things that I've ever tried. I mean, every once in a while, of course, if you, if you pick something up, you get like weird ass vibes from it. Usually, you know, you're going to put it down, (laughs) but, um, no, I don't generally try and do that on purpose. Oh, okay. That's one of my favorite things to do. And see, that would be part of our archaeology, paranormal archaeological expedition. See, we would get these objects and we would pick them up and be able to, uh, study the past that way as well. Well, you know, cool. I've, got, I've got quite a few haunted objects. Ooh. I can just bury now them. You're getting, now you're getting me excited. <laughs> and you guys could come dig up my backyard. There you go. <laughs> there you go. She can, she can hide them and we have to find them. It would be like landscaping for free. <laughs> oh, I mean, and you could douse them and find them and, uh, you know, I'd do up the uh, psychometry on them. Yeah, that would uh, work out really well. All yeah. Right. The Perfect. haunted doll we have, I don't think you guys want. I mean, honestly, from from the the history, uh, from what it was doing at my friend's mother's house, um, and from the the bad vibes that Lil got off of it, and what it was trying to make her do bad things too. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. we, yeah. oh yeah, you don't want this doll. It's yeah, beautiful. It's probably one of the most beautiful dolls I've ever seen. I'll kick it. <laughs> oh, I think you might have to oh, because it's, it's got a male spirit trapped in it. Oh, I'll definitely kick it. Yeah. 
and he's a douche. <laughs> let me tell remember, you. Remember I, remember, I played hockey, so there you go. <laughs> Body check him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Kat, we want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been great to uh, speak with you, even yeah. though we didn't get a chance to talk. Uh, but <laughs> Oh, I know, I know. You know what? It's funny. I could probably fill a couple more hours with some of the stories that I've got, too. Oh, yeah, wow. It was good, though. It was really good. Anyways, this is tune, yes, so was. we got to say goodbye. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. So much fun. Yep. Thanks, Kat. Yes, you know. It was awesome. Yep. Have a great day. All right. Night, night. Yep. Bye. bye. Well, that was awesome. This is the end, so we got to go. Oh, that was fun. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. Yep. Bye now. All right. Take care. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck. This is...